produced by Podcast Architects. You're listening to the Lead On Podcast, where we discuss experiences in the armed forces while exploring lessons from military leaders. Yeah, you know, and, you know, I love that you're, how you just described the bond to the brotherhood that we in the military all experience. It's, it's the one thing that you ask any of us who transitioned out, uh, what do you miss most? It's not the job, it's the people. And, um, it, and it's so obvious when you get a couple of us together and you find out, because, I mean, just the other day I saw some old man wearing an Air Force ball cap at the doctor's office. And I just said, thank you for your service. And he said, oh, did you serve? And boom, there was, there was an immediate bond. And we talked and, you know, and then, and, and even the people behind the desk take notice. Of it. Um, and yeah, that downtime is so important. I, I had to learn, you know, I can't expect to take, you know, a day of downtime. I had to learn how to maximize, you know, short periods of downtime. And to sometimes it's like, listen, I, I need to take a break. I need to give myself 30 or 40 minutes or an hour or two to read, to decompress, to recharge. Otherwise, like you said, you'll burn yourself out. You, you just, you know, over long periods of time. And ultimately uh, that does more harm to the organization than it does good. Yeah, you know, and, and I hear about it just listening to our conversation and listen to what you say, you know, we can go right back to your why. Listen, I don't want to be that guy that didn't, didn't work because I fail. So always in the back of your mind, I'm sure being aware of, I've got to take care of me so that I can make sure that I'm not the guy that causes everyone to suffer or fail. Um, you know, so you did two, two six-month appointments for sure on the space station. Um, how does that compare to... You know, any you know, deployments that you made to, you know, you were a SEAL from 2001 to 2000. Well, you were, oh, you're still a SEAL, but you, you deployed as a SEAL from, at some point between 2001 and 2004. Um, get, is there any similarities, any differences, or, you know, can you just share about one of your SEAL deployments? Yeah. You know, the thing I, I've come to realize about deployments is the time scale is all relative. If you go on a, a weekend trip and Sunday night, your flight is delayed by four hours. That is a big deal, right? To you. Uh, but because your mindset, you're, I'm coming home Sunday night. It's a three day trip. If you thought you were going on away for three months and now you're coming home early and your flight's delayed four hours, you're like, eh, I don't care. I'll get back on Monday. It's fine. And, and, um, and so six month deployments, whether they're to space or to, Afghanistan for me was the same mindset in terms of time. Uh, and I've seen people in the military get extended late in a six month deployment where they and their family thought it was six months and then they get extended for a month. That is a significant emotional event for the individual and the family. Uh, and, and, uh, and so the year long mission, I had a couple friends that have done close to a year on the space station. And they knew it was going to be a year going into it. Uh, and although up there right now is a gentleman that thought he was going for six months and was told that he had to stay for another six months. And that that's a completely, totally hard thing. So uh, back to your question, the difference between the space deployments and, and, and uh, my SEAL deployments, really not a whole lot. Both are you're working and you got to be mentally sharp and you've got to be stay focused and 
And, um, and we kind of already touched on balancing your, your own personal fatigue matrix, fatigue, um, you know, meter to know when you, when you need, when you need a break. And that was one of the things I felt in my role as a SEAL platoon commander was, Hey, we're hitting hard every night, 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 night. And then to be able to then go into the, into the boss's office and go, Hey, the guys need one or two nights off. Um, we're just going to sit in our tents and play video games and do nothing. And, uh, um, you know, that, that I think is important. And we had the same philosophy on the space, the space station, the mission control center is managing your time. And oftentimes there's, there's emergent activities and, um, and knowing when to, to when you can work hard. It's, it, you need to work hard. You need to surge through hard periods and that's expected when you're on deployment you're there to kick butt and you're there to get the mission done at and get it done no matter what. Um, but, but knowing when to accept risk to accomplish, accomplish the mission and when to not accept risk, I think is the job of a leader and balance those risk trades and communicate with the other leaders in the organization about, okay, we can do that, but here's the risk you're buying. If you ask us to do that. Yeah. Wow, really good. So we've covered coming into the a Navy, going through the academy, being a SEAL, doing that for 11 years before applying for and going to NASA, doing a flight on the Endeavor, and then two six-month deployments. I just, I'll just call them for reference uh, at the space station. So then you, you leave the Navy after 30 years, you uh, transition or retire, pick your word, and you find yourself now as a president and CEO of the National Medal of Honor Museum. Tell us about that. Tell us about the Medal of Honor Museum. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that we don't have one to begin with. Uh, <laughs> and it's currently being being created. And uh, and then tell us about the significant uh, day that just took place last week. Yeah, so the um, it is astonishing that there's not a National Medal of Honor mu- muse, a Museum dedicated to Medal of Honor recipients already. There now, truth truth be told, there there are smaller hometown regional uh, ones. There's a really nice one at Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, but you think of a national museum, you think of that, the mall in D.C., Smithsonian type thing, and there's not one there. The organization prior to this is before I got involved. They realized they were going to build a museum and thought about D.C. The, the organization was headquartered in Charleston, South Carolina, so thought about there as well. Um, but in an assessment of, Hey, where's the right place in the country for this? Realize that maybe there's someplace better than Charleston for just visitor throughput and, and, uh, most impact to the nation in terms of location. And then in DC, it's a long, hard process that literally quite requires congressional approval. And then where's the real estate that you're going to put it in all of those challenges. So they decided to put a monument on the mall in D.C. dedicated to the Medal of Honor recipients and build a museum elsewhere. And the elsewhere was determined uh, for very good reasons. And that's a, that's a whole other story, the, the search process. But to be in Arlington, Texas, right near DFW Airport, AT&T, Dallas Cowboys Stadium nearby, or Texas Rangers Stadium nearby. I'm a- actually officing and talking to you right now from the old Texas Rangers ballpark called Choctaw Stadium. 
There's a Six Flags nearby. It's just a great centrally located place. And the city's been amazing to work with. Now, how did I get involved? Right when I was leaving the military and leaving NASA in the summer of um, 21, uh, my good buddy who I was, um, we were swim buddies and buds. We were ensigns together. He he is now on the board, or he was at the time and still is, on the board of directors of the of our foundation. And he called me and said, hey, would you consider coming to work uh, with us on the Medal of Honor Museum? And I was kind of like, just to be honest, I was like, yeah, not really sure. That's not what I pictured myself doing. Um, and I don't know how to run a museum. I'm not, I've never done nonprofit work or, or any of that stuff. I'm not, I don't think I'm your guy. And he said, no, no, just hear it out. Come, come up and take a view, see what we're doing. And the more I learned and the more I got interested, uh, exposed, the more I became interested that it really could feel like a good place to serve. And I, you know, probably like you, David, I, I, um, what I loved about wearing the uniform is, is feeling like I was doing something good for the country and while I was wearing it. And, and I feel that way now in this job that I feel like I'm delivering something to the country and, uh, and so that it, it feel it feels feels good. So and when is uh, when will so is the museum open or still being built or you know what's the process? Yep. So we started we broke ground a year ago. So it's well it's one year into construction. We it's two more years until the doors will open until the public can can visit. And most of that is building construction. But then probably the last six or eight months. The museum people have to come in and create, make the exhibits and kind of finish out the interior of the experience for the visitor. Um, parallel to that, we're also building a leadership institute, which will be housed in the museum. But we also realized this past year that we don't need to wait for the building to be built before we start rolling out content um, uh, for the leadership institute. So we have, in fact, in six weeks in early May, we have our first week-long um, Medal of Honor Institute program. This one will be for adults, kind of mid-career, mid-career adults. Well, also we will have a center for youth. We'll call them that the Center for Character Excellence. And uh, the the initial steps there are with a digital firm that partners with the NFL and delivers. The NFL has this thing called Character Playbook, which is which is in like twenty seven thousand classrooms right now, and uh, and we're adding a Medal of Honor module to the Character Playbook. So starting next next fall school year, uh, we will be in those same classrooms with the NFL, and in parallel to that, we're developing our own content for uh, for to inspire youth to live a life of uh, a character. You know, as your characters. Man, again, like courage, right? Uh, and and I just think listening to you and and you know you you even say you know <clears throat> why why me in the job that you're in right now? But it, it's it's evident, you know your your character and how your friend of over thirty years and having you know worked in nonprofit and work with nonprofits, you know people people participated nonprofits in my experience, as much, if not more, for the people who represent that nonprofit than what the mission of the nonprofit is. I agree 100%. Yeah. You know, so I just, uh, um, 
you know, I, I applaud you and I thank you. I mean, I'm sure you probably, especially as you get to meet people and uh, every day pinch yourself how fortunate you are that the way you do get to get, get back and help shape uh, what you're doing. The hardest problem is going to be determining what happens after this. You know, in San Diego, I'm sure you're familiar with the uh, USS Midway Museum, which when it comes to, to military museums like that, um, that is the model that everybody wants to emulate. And the CEO, Mac, uh, Mac McLaughlin, he was, he's, he's been the only CEO for over a decade and he just retired. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, the, those, you know, just, it's something else. It's real. So, um, how, so what, what can we, you know, um, I'm going to, you know, have them put in the, in the show notes, you know, how people can learn about, uh, where to, you know, the website, but, you know, is it the same website or where, how can people learn about the, the leadership sent the center of leadership excellence and just, just information to maybe follow along, uh, with the construction and, 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 and maybe support, provide some support. Yeah, absolutely. Um, starts with a website. Certainly, mohmuseum.org is our website. You can go and uh, learn all about the project. You can, if you want to read about Medal of Honor recipient stories, you can do that there. Of course, you can do that many places on the internet. But um, And uh, on that same website, it's broken out into the museum, the institute, and the monument. If you, whatever you're interested in, you can learn more. Uh, we're about to start a um, uh, no, 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 no. project update email that distribution so so there will very soon be a way to, to sign up for that um so you can receive information as well as early membership um idea membership program that'll be starting a little bit later this this year so mohmuseum.org is a great great place to start well i appreciate that well uh, <clears throat> you know I'm, I'm going to forego uh, that, that other question that I normally ask because I just really like how uh, I don't want to take away from the, just what we've talked about. But I want to give you the last opportunity before I close this off. Is there any other, you know, anything I didn't ask you that you want to share or just any, you know, final, final words or maybe leadership advice that you could just throw out there to our listening audience? Yeah, you know, um, the military gives us all so many opportunities and to be quite honest you wouldn't be asking me any of this stuff today if it wasn't for the navy letting me be in it when i was 17 years old and and because i went to the naval academy prep school i was able to go to the naval academy while i was at the naval academy is where there in naps i met my first seals and got inspired for for that and then as i told you in the seal teams i met the first SEAL astronaut, and, and now I just can't even believe the opportunities that I've had, and I just am so thankful for the Navy to have given me those. Um, but one thing I, I did want to share is um, I when I became CEO of the Metal Water Museum, I, I, was like, I don't know how to be a CEO. I don't know how to lead a small business. You know, I've never done any of that. But with a little bit of help from friends and, and, and retrospection, I realized that every place you get put into as you go through your professional career, you um, are there because you're ready. And all of the experiences leading up to that point have put the arrows in your quiver to allow you 
to be ready. And, and the folks that voted in you into that role also believe you're capable and ready. Because I, I think one of the things I really like about the military is that we all change jobs every couple of years. It forces you to step your game up and you can't get in this comfort zone where you're, you just stay somewhere for a long time and, and, and you can do it with your eyes closed. You know, I like the turnover, even though sometimes it's painful, I think it's healthy for the organization and healthy for the person. And, um, and the next role you go into, you could be intimidated on day one, week one, but you're ready and you're ready to do it. And, um, so I just wanted to reiterate that from my experiences and hopefully some of the listeners, listeners, um, have a similar belief because I, I, I think you're, you're put there because people believe in you and you have the tools. That's awesome. Well, Chris, I want to thank you again, um, for the opportunity to, to get you to share about uh, you and your military experience, what you're doing and how you continue to serve. Uh, I want to thank everyone that's tuned in today. You've been listening to a conversation with Chris Cassidy, the CEO of the National Medal of Honor Museum, former Navy captain who transitioned from Navy SEALs into NASA. And, and boy, what, a, what an amazing career, what an amazing life to live and with many years ahead. So uh, you can learn more. Uh, we're going to put the uh, website for the Medal of Honor Museum. Please share this out. Uh, with your family and friends, and you can learn more about the Enlisted Leadership Foundation by visiting our website, enlistedleadershipfoundation.org. I'm David Deary. Thanks again for joining. Have a great day. Produced by Podcast Architects.